This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Transgender Point of View is an Australian news and current affair panel talk show. Airing weekly and hosted by Joy 94.9. Transgender people come from every region around the world, racial and ethnic backgrounds and faith communities. Chances are that you've met a transgender person, even if you don't know it. But there are still many misconceptions about trans people. And as a transgender person, there are a lot of questions asked of us every day. What's this about using they as a pronoun? Isn't letting a trans person use my bathroom dangerous? Do I refer to you as he, she, it or they? So what's your real name? Are you a drag queen? What's the difference between sex and gender and why does it matter so much? Did you have the operation? What is stealth? How does someone know they are transgender? Really random questions. Are you sure you're not just super gay? You must be a transvestite. What bathroom do you use? Will I be able to have sex? What does cis mean? This is Transgender Point of View on Joy 94.9. Now, here's Michelle. Good evening. You are listening to Transgender Point of View. Mama Mish here. Hey, babe, how are you going? Very relieved. I'm going to share this journey with the the audience. I was going to say, you know, look from from as one immigrant to another. I mean, you know, it's not like you can really tell with my my uh, you know an interesting accent um, that <laughs> I really look. I appreciate the journey you've been going through. You know, as technically a refugee. Yeah. Um, would you like to share a little bit of personalness? Well, you know, I, I promise I will share with you guys after my break. I'm I'm, I'm taking a break. Yeah, and I will be back in ten days. Very nice. Yeah, so very nice. You will hear all about it. I promise. Now wait a minute. I came back for the show tonight. <laughs> I was away myself on a holiday for a break, and I've come back, you know, to do the show. So you're not coming back to do the show. You're just gonna go and, and disappear. No, uh, I'm just taking one week off from everything. <laughs> um, I really need some time to sort of oh, absorb everything in and process my feelings. You deserve it. Uh, and yeah, with my man. You know, with perhaps, your man, perhaps. So is this a new one or the old one or is this the third one, one? or the second one? You're, yeah, your harem. Which one? Your harem. Do, do, they, do, do they know that you were on here and talking about them? And Well, they know. Uh, so this particular guy, he knows that, you know, um, I've been seeing other people and he encourages uh, me to see other people. Does he know you talk about it publicly on, on live he video? <laughs> he knows. Like, he even went through my dating apps with so, me. No, but here's the thing. You know, here's the thing. You know, you need to, to bring him to mama so we can have the talk. <laughs> And make sure, you know, that he's not a bad boy. So when are you going to bring him on so we can interview him? Uh, maybe Never. <laughs> maybe when he's fully in the hands, you know. When, fully in your hands. When, when he's eating from my hands, you know. <laughs> wow, look at you. <laughs> well, you know, lots of boys who want to wife me. So. I see, I see, I see. Look at you all up yourself. I uh, No, look, I, look and I, I have to say, like, I really appreciate, you know, all that you've been going through. And I couldn't, like, if you couldn't be here to be on the show and, and stuff it would be it wouldn't be the same without you so um, I'm, I'm relieved as well yeah well I honestly I having some hindsight I wonder how did I pull off everything because like the legal stuff on one hand and funding the show by by myself on the juggling other juggling the men in your life as well <laughs> and you know my other aspects in my life so so yep here you go there's some pimples right here oh yes yes you're <laughs> one pimple you're one... I never had pimples before and now I have. And you one grey hair. And they're hormonal breakouts, you know? So that's bad. Honey, yeah. when do you get to be my age? 
<laughs> so you mean like perfect skin? My age? Well, I will have perfect skin. I've, I've got horrible skin. I no look. I I yeah. I I I think the world of you. You know, I I love you. I pick on you, but only with love. <laughs> so what else is going on? What what else is new in the world? What are you doing this long weekend? Is it you? Is this part of your your ten days off? Or are you doing anything this weekend special? Uh. No, uh, I have uh, journalists wanting to interview me. So who? Uh, somebody from SBS and somebody from ABC. They uh-huh. want to pick up my my story. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. <laughs> I'm breaking the mainstream now. <laughs> You're breaking the mainstream. Uh, yes, and uh, that's it. And planning for my vacation or staycation, perhaps. Nice. I don't know. Where you gonna go? Anything special? I really want to go to the countryside. Uh, a nice. bit more civilized than where I was last time. Yeah. Uh, and just enjoy some quiet time and just, you know, again, cry my heart out or, you know, just sleep, really. I, I really need sleep. You do. Look, and that's what I did. Um, I went away myself to Lorne and disappeared and just had some time away and sat at a friend's place on the balcony and overlooked, like, the bay and took the kids for a walk. I had a nana nap. A nana nap. I had a nana nap. I would I, have two. I, I felt... <laughs> look, and I'm one of those people, I don't want to waste every minute, any minute that I have in a day. And um, um, so, yeah, so I went and just went for a walk and walks on the beach and we went to walks in the forest and, you know, listen to the rain come down while we were oh, walking along. In the woods. Okay. In the woods and the kids and we were just checking out the waterfalls. And then I came back, started doing some drawings and I just kind of passed out. It was nice. Yeah. So see, that's the thing I am looking forward to next week. But I don't um, have a man. I don't have a, I don't have a woman in my life. I don't have a man. So you know, <laughs> well, you, you I may or may man. not have him next week with me. I don't know. There'll be a different man. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Come on, look at this. You know? love this. Love it. <laughs> yeah. You're hilarious. Well, tonight show we have a, a few positive things coming yep. up. So first of all, we have Violet. She used to be on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a guest and secondly we will be talking about the leisure centre in Reservoir opening mm-hmm. a night for transgender diverse community yep nice alright well I'm looking forward to hearing that you are listening to Transgender Point of View we'll be back shortly this Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9 support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au Welcome back to TransPOV and Joy 94.9. This is Anastasia Lee, your host for the night. Well, Mama Mish is away on her break. So in the room today, I wonder if you all remember Violet. Hello. Is that too far away? I, I Here I am. Hello. Hello, everyone. So due to technical issues, we're sharing the same microphone. <laughs> Getting very intimate. Hello. Yeah, like... Like the mouth to mouth kind of thing already. <laughs> <laughs> so, Violet, uh, last time when you were in the studio with me, um, you were looking for work mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you expressed how much you would like to contribute to the community yourself. Yes, yes. And have you got any news? 
so far? I do. So um, I'm currently working at a place called Matchworks. It's a, an employment agency, um, and I, I, I'm in the disability division. But the reason why I, t- I took this job is because they were looking for someone with lived experience within the uh, diverse community and uh, myself uh, having worked with Matchworks before as a client, um, they thought it was great for me to uh, go in um, and to help uh, everyone else within within our community. Um, and so it's been really, really good. And actually, um, Mama Mish was the one who put me up for this job. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. She was the one who vouched for me, and then that's why I was, uh, I was selected for the interview. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I enjoy your new look tonight. Oh, thank um, you. New hair colour. Neon yeah. pink. Well, I mean, it's still it's still pink. It's still kind of the same. <laughs> uh, it looks fresh to me, though. Oh yeah, because like I, I I've been maintaining it, putting a bit more red into it, just to um, so so it can stay a bit more uh, pink when it fades. So yeah. And, and the thing is, like, you look very vampy today, though. I think it's yeah. a lipstick color. I think yeah, I think it's a lipstick because it, it, it's it's a dark purple. I think that's why I'm I'm, I'm looking a bit you know dark and your eyes oh, the thing is that you use purple on your eyelids today mm-hmm. and um, yeah so it seems darker than usual yeah yeah um, I just thought I'd do something a bit different uh, and I think it looks pretty good <laughs> oh wow well so that's not, and then so how are you feeling uh, and how long have you been do, doing this now um, I, I've been uh, it's about a month a month since I since I started so still pretty fresh into this job and it's it's great. Like um, it's it was definitely challenging within the first few weeks, um, just trying to learn all of the systems and all of that. But it's been really really good because one of the things that I found really really um, uh, great and like uh, heartwarming was that the fact that I used to work, uh, be part of this trans women focus group that Matchworks was um, holding because um, they were trying to help. Uh, trans women specifically to find work and um, now that I'm part of Matchworks I um, spoke to some people and I actively wanted to be able to contribute back into that group and so I'm uh, working uh, with that group actively now as one of the facilitators rather than being a client and I've also uh, joined the uh, Rainbow Committee that's part um, uh, that they're just made in in Matchworks. So really trying to help give back to those who have helped me along the way. And um, have you noticed any changes in your mental health um, since you got out of, freshly out of employment, unemployment? Um, actually, yeah, yeah. Like, like I, it, it, was a, it was a very nice change, you know, like going from um, not having anything um, going for me at the time and the money was really hard and just trying to, you know, figure out what to do in day-to-day life. But now that I have, like, a, um, a set schedule and I'm seeing all of these people that I can help, it's really, uh, like, lifted up my spirits, you could say. Yeah. I, and, like, I'm in, I'm in a really good place at the moment, really happy, and I'm very content with the fact that I can help people now. So, and I know you're fairly fresh in this position, and but I assume you might have had a few clients already. What would be the main issues with the trans unemployment rate? Uh, yeah, so like I, ha- I have been seeing some clients, um, uh, like ever since I started. Now, the 
A lot of the issues that I find, um, not necessarily from clients that I have um, uh, helped, but just clients in, in, in general, is that um, there is a lot of uh, uh, reluctance to get into the workforce, especially when people are early into their transition or they haven't um, done their social or medical transition yet because it's there's this big fear of discrimination. And um, there's also this stigma that um, trans people have that no one's going to hire me because I am trans. And uh, it really um, hampers them finding work because they kind of self-sabotage in the sense that they are reluctant to apply because they don't think anyone's going to take them in. Mm. So um, that's something um, I actually questioned before. Um, like, for me, you have recognised your identity. That's, like, that's one of the biggest hurdles anybody can actually overcome. So for me, I guess, you know, um, you should also surrender yourself to you know to to um, or actually surrender defensiveness if that makes sense you know because the world is getting better i mean it's still crazy politically but you know um there are so many companies now that started to see the values of diversity in terms of in terms of cultural identities as well as gender identities as well so you know please see violet <laughs> at match works or see our mama mish you know at fitted for work um they've been doing an amazing job now, another personal question. What if one day I had my own business? Would you work with or for me? Of course. <laughs> I mean, like, why, like, why, why not? I don't, I don't see why there would be a, a major problem uh, anyway. So, of course, of course I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I've been dreaming of, like, building my own kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's just for trans and gender diverse focused kingdom, you know, and yeah go beyond that. <laughs> I think it would be a beautiful place. An absolutely beautiful place. I mean, I'm wearing Baywatch kind of looking stuff right now, but you know, <laughs> we'll be all demure and classy. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It, it, it'll, it'll come with all the bells and whistles and everyone will be absolutely fabulous. And um, so now you are in the door. I mean, you've walked through the door and you are in a be- much better place. Uh, what do you expect yourself to be doing or what can you see yourself within the next year or so? Uh, within the next year or so, I, I think um, I'd still want to continue with, with doing all, all of this work because it really has a, like a, a sense of fulfilment. You know, like I really want to be able to help people because now that I've give, been given the opportunity to do so, I think it's... <laughs> Uh, great for someone to be in a position like I am uh, that is, um, you know, quite public and people can come to me and, uh, you know, like seek help and I can help them and all that. And I, <laughs> I, I, I just, I think I, I, I just want to keep doing this job until, you know, eventually I get sick of it or maybe I won't even get sick of it. I don't know. But um, I, I think in, in the foreseeable future, this is something that I, would like to continue and help to grow and just, uh, you know, be someone that people can talk to, you mm-hmm. know, if they, if they need help. And not, you know, not necessarily just for finding work, but just someone who people can approach and ask, oh, you know, how, did, how do I go about this? Or, or like, I need some help with that. And I, I want to be that person that people can just say, you know, come to me for. Mm-hmm. Well, so now you're in a much better place or... 
is there any, you know, um, hobbies or anything you would like to participate in now? With you know, given how um, you are more financially stable. Um, in terms of hobbies, I don't, I don't really have anything that I I think uh, you know is is impacted by by my work now. Obviously, like having stable um, income obviously helps you know with purchasing certain things. But I think uh, in terms of what I already do now, I would love to um, get more into doing community work and like outreach and stuff like that to those who really really need it. Um, particularly within, you know, the, the the diverse community, and more specifically, you know, the trans community. Or you can just come join Trans POV <laughs> <laughs> on Joy ninety four point nine. I mean, I, obviously, that is an option that I can do, but uh, <laughs> it, it just depends if it fits in my schedule. <laughs> well, you know what? And the thing is, like, my big, I th- I feel like we share the same vision and imagine a world where. You know, you are like the director of one of the biggest employment agency, and you know, you, know, you have trans women of Asian or African background in power. How amazing would that be? I think that would be absolutely amazing because it's you know it's it's a very very uh, small percentile of the general populace. I mean, like already like transgender people within Australia, like we are already a small. Minority, and then even more so are those of us who are persons of color, and that's something that I've, you know, talked about with um, with uh, with you, Anastasia, and also with um, uh, Mama Mish and like other people. It's just that there aren't that many people out there who are trans people of color in positions uh, uh, that are public, because it's just um, something that within our culture, within our respective cultures, that is. Um, not talked about. You know, we don't have any any people in the public because more often than not, we're um, vilified or attacked or something like that because our cultures don't understand. And so, you know, being that someone now in a, a position, it's just great. And I'd love to see more people, um, you know, not just transgender people, but like just more persons of color in general in positions of power that, you know, where we can help... The, uh, other people. Mm. I really loved what you just said. <laughs> well, not to boast, but I think, um, yeah, like we are fairly active, and um, yeah, it's um, it's amazing. I mean, there's also well, tokenism. There's always like a perks and concert too. So yeah, well, thank you so much, Violet, for uh, you know coming on such a coming in, in on such a on such a short notice. You're listening to TransPV on Joy ninety four point nine is Anastasia Lee. And I look forward to interview you in the future with more endeavors and more achievements. <laughs> yes, and I look forward to coming back and, and talking about it because like I, I love coming out here. Or be part of the gang, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good day, Violette, and I shall speak to you soon. Yes, and likewise, and everyone else, have a good day. On the phone with me, I have Suzanne Renee. Is it is it Renee? Rennie. Rennie. So sorry. Um, Suzanne Rennie from the Derman Council. She's the mayor with exciting um, program coming up for the trans and gender diverse community. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? 
I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, so would you be able to tell me more about the upcoming program the council is hosting? Sure. So on Saturday the 5th of October and Saturday the 9th of November, we are opening the Reservoir Leisure Centre um, to host two all-ages trans and gender diverse community nights and all the facilities of the, that centre will be open and that includes a lap pool and a play pool, a spa, um, the gym with the equipment and some classes as well. Oh. Wow, this is excellent news, especially for those who are residing that side of town. Um, so what really gave you the idea to start this awesome project? Um, for many years, Council has had a same-sex attracted and gender diverse advisory committee. And some time ago, um, that committee suggested that this was a bit of a gap and something that we could look at. And so we started um, in February 2018 just with a swim night and we've since expanded that to include um, classes and all the gym facilities as well. That sounds amazing. So with Devon Council, do you know the percentage of trans and gender diverse population within your council? No, we don't. um, But we know that there's a real need um, for this type of service and and that people also travelled from outside of Darabin um, to attend so we're really happy for this to be something that we could offer for the region. When we um, first did the Trans and Gender Diverse Swim Night in February 2018, we were the first leisure centre anywhere to do that and we're really proud of that. And, and so people travelled um, quite a long way to participate. Okay. And then with the facilities at the council, um, what have you done or at least improved to ensure there's um, there's excellent inclusion at the venue. Um, so on this night, the pool will otherwise be closed to the public. Um, yeah. So this is this is an evening that is specifically for trans and gender diverse community members, yeah. and that means that um, everyone can feel safe and they can, for example, use the change room of their choice. Um, we know that in general facilities that can be quite a concern for people because they feel as though they may not be safe or welcome in the, the change room of their choice, for example. And um, people are very welcome to bring their friends and family or partners yeah. um, so that they can come in a very supported environment. Would there be um, facilities for kids as well? Yes, absolutely. So it is somewhere people can come with their kids. It's all ages. Yeah. Um, there'll be great things for kids for example in the pool we have a giant inflatable um sort of obstacle course that kids can play on and and jump over and i'd have to say it's great for adults as well um but we certainly see this as a family event um and people of all ages are welcome oh that sounds amazing and um have you um got a link um that we can share on our social media to the audience? Um, I think that there's some information about this night on the Reservoir Leisure Centre Facebook page yeah, and so also on the council page. So yeah. our council page is darabin.vic.gov.au forward slash RLC, which stands for Reservoir Leisure Centre. So also, um, is there any other project from the Darren Council um, specifically for trans and gender diverse community 
upcoming in the future? Can you see that happening? These are the only specific ones that I think we've got planned at the moment, but we are really open to hearing from community members about what they want and what they would find valuable. And certainly um, it's feedback from community that enabled us to get this happening. We pride ourselves on being a really inclusive municipality and one that um, does lots of stuff to make um, many groups in our community feel welcome and valued and you know particularly those groups that might have experienced some discrimination in the past so if people have ideas about other things they feel council should do um would love to hear them but specifically in relation to swimming pools and gym use we were aware that that was an area where people often didn't feel safe and included and that's why we, we came up with this program all right. Well, I really hope that, um, you know, this um, is going to be an ongoing thing and perhaps, you know, would be a, a weekly thing even, you know, because uh, fitness is very important um, in our mental health and a lot of us struggle with that. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and one of the things we're really pleased about, in fact, is that we did this first, but other leisure centres have followed. And so right across Melbourne now, there are other leisure centres offering these sort of programs which means that um there's more chance that people will always be able to find something that can suit them and that um it's it's become accepted that it's a really worthwhile thing for um, leisure centers to do all right and um from my personal knowledge Durban council has always been one of, one of the most progressive um councils uh in melbourne <laughs> Um, could you please um, sort of, you know, give me, tell me like how um, we got so progressive, especially in your particular area, in, in that sort of um, count, yeah, na- neighbourhood really? Um, uh, look, I think that this is an area where people generally care a lot about social justice and inclusion and eliminating discrimination are critical social justice issues. And, mm. yeah. you know, I, I, I'm really pleased that there was unanimous support from councillors for this kind of initiative. So there were no people who said, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that or I don't agree. And, you know, I think that that also came through in the terrible debate that the country had about marriage equality. And I say terrible because we we should never have had that debate. It should have just been a given that everybody um, had those rights. But um, this is a community that really stood up and said, no, we, we stand for equality for everyone. And you know council came out on that occasion also fighting for the rights of everyone in the community and did a lot of activities to support people you know family fun days for people who had been impacted by the postal survey um celebratory events when we achieved um marriage equality and i think that um it's really nice to be part of a council where there's unanimous support for those kind of activities now you were we were talking about ideas uh, and feedback from the communities uh, is there a way that they can contact the council to provide their thoughts and ideas absolutely we just love hearing from community members who have ideas about what we can do to improve and, and do more um, people can email council at um, and the email address is mailbox at darabin which is d-a-r-e-b-i-n dot vic dot gov dot au or they can phone us on eight four seven zero double eight double eight and um let us know what they think we should do and whether you have 
you know, ideas because it, it's clear to me from, from working with communities and, and in this community for years that some of the best things we do uh, are generated from ideas that come from community members. And um, just a personal question, Susan, how long have you been involved with the community? Um, I have um, been a long-time campaigner for equality, um, starting with the Love Makes a Family campaign in 2008, which was a campaign to achieve um, access to reproductive technology for same-sex parents and um, recognition of same-sex parents on birth certificates. And... You know, I've remained involved. I haven't always had as much time to campaign as I would like to have. But um, I just think that equality is so important and that everyone benefits from being in a community where everyone is valued equally. And um, that's actually over a decade of love and commitment. Thank you so much. Thank you. Being part of a rainbow family myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, but then, you I sort know, of understand that you know marginalisation or discrimination takes all kinds of forms, and it is never acceptable. Yeah. Well, but then at the same time, you know, because um, being part of the community itself, I know like there are other hurdles. You know, the mental, the personal mental health issues, and as well as our work and fighting for our own rights as well. So, just you know, all these contribution of yours is tremendous you know just like everybody else who volunteers and fight you know relentlessly for the community i i I really appreciate that um and we just on the note of you know equality and you know um marginalization i know recently you had mama alto as a keynote speaker yes Uh, would you be able to tell more about that Sure, that was incredibly exciting. So the year before last, um, every year Darabin Council has a a social justice oration, which is named after a woman called Molly Hadfield, who was a significant social justice campaigner in our community. And when she died, we decided to honour her by having this special annual oration where we invite a prominent woman who has an amazing story to tell to come and, and talk to people about the work that they do and the social justice dimensions of that. And the year before last, we had Mama Alto come and speak. She was absolutely amazing. She just captivated the audience. Um, She gave a speech which was both accessible but incredibly intellectual and really challenged, I think, people's thinking, but also educated people around trans issues and how we think about identity. And... You know, I I felt it was such a great reflection on where we've come to as a community and the maturity of the community that that the woman who was chosen to give this amazing oration was Mama Alto and that that was so well received. Wow. And um, what really captivated me in your um, statement just then was that you addressed Mama Alto as powerful woman. And I am forever grateful for that. I really appreciate that as well. Because um, it was just so true, you know. It yes. was it was so so visible, and I think of all, um, you know, such a memorable occasion for me um, to hear her speak too. Yeah, it's just um, you know sometimes I still struggle myself because there are, of course, still pockets of um, communities and societies where. People just don't see us 
the women we truly are and you know, the women who are capable of making changes or the, the women who are capable of, you know, feeling things beyond just the physical flesh, you know. So um, that was very empowering. Um, so with the social justice program, what are other cool projects you guys have in the pockets? I think one of the things we have to get better at as a as a council and as a community is actually understanding how everyday decisions that are made um, impact on the lives of people who are trans or non-binary and that um, it's necessary for staff right across our organisation to be mindful of that. So recently we were looking at um, plans for a new sports stadium and and looking at these plans and actually saying, well, you've got the women's toilets and the men's toilets. Um, are there sufficient unisex toilets or toilets for people who identify as non-binary? And, and we need that kind of thinking to be in the minds of people who are town planners, yeah. who are project managers on these big projects. And so I think that um, where we can make a true difference is not just in running programs for trans or non-binary people, but in making sure that every staff member in the organisation knows that it's their responsibility to ensure that all of the programs they run are inclusive inclusive and accessible to everybody. And and that's when, you know, you know you're really getting somewhere. You're not kind of doing something on the side for a group, but actually incorporating inclusion into the everyday design of buildings and programs and everything else you do. I absolutely agree with you because as Australia has grown to be more diverse, culturally rich, um, you know, we everybody eventually is a part of every of different intersectionalities, and I feel like you know every single decision we make will affect one another. So um, kudos for the Herman Council. <laughs> um, so now speaking of the bathroom issues, I know it's been such an ongoing topic for a while, but. Um, so there are two sides. So um, people suggest that there should be gender-neutral bathroom and also women bathroom. Um, is that the direction um, the new sports stadium will head to? Look, I, I think it probably is. Um, I would always say I feel that people should use the bathroom they feel comfortable using and I don't really mind, you know, never being fussed about which bathroom yeah. that is. Yeah. But, you know, I... I I recognise that as a community, we've still got a journey to go. I think if you look at really good design, yeah. really good design um, would in some cases actually avoid the concept of a bathroom and just have um, places people would go into straight off the, the street or the, you know, the main parts of buildings so that you, you avoid the whole question and so that every bathroom is accessible to every person. Right. Um, yep. in, in sports stadiums where you've got change rooms and everything, this is something that I don't think as a community we've quite got our head around how to manage entirely. Right. And, you know, that that's a learning journey that we're on and probably something we need to get more feedback from people about what they'd like to see. And so that's the type of feedback that people could give us by contacting us on the email address I gave earlier or ringing us on the phone yeah. to actually let us know. But also it's why it's so important that people get involved in consultation processes with council because... With most of the sort of big building projects that we would do, for example, we would always um, make some plans available to the community for feedback and, yeah. and for people to say what they think. And, and there's such an extraordinary opportunity then for people to influence design outcomes. And I, 
you know, know there's so many ways in which we can be involved and our time is precious, so it's hard to be involved in everything. But and, and we, I think, as a council need to get better at making sure we are going out and asking people, asking the right people, and not just waiting for people to come to us for that feedback and involvement as well. Mm, right. Now, um, and the email is mailbox at darabin.vic.gov.au. Um, as a member of the community, um, I do have some, you know, ideas to suggest on there now. <laughs> Um, so I live in um, Prebank Council and every year they try to push um, the whole aspect of multiculturalism and diversity, um, not yet exa- not, not yet LGBTIQ um, focused, but I think they're going that way. And um, one of the cool projects they have is that they get kids involved with their own um, cultural background. So um, they hosted, um, you know, um, the um, the African uh, nights and they have, um, you know, the, the, the Lantern Festival and they have, you know, the Chinese New Year Festival and they have like the food festival as well. Um, yep. So perhaps that's something Darren Council can sort of, you know, um, follow the footstep with, you know? Yes, and we have those kind of festivals as well. We have an amazing festival called the Kite Festival. Festival, And that's a really beautiful one where people can come and fly kites together, but also join in a whole lot of other community activities. And it celebrates, you know, the joy of kite flying, but also um, cultural traditions that go back centuries. Mm. And, you know, we have food and, homemade food and wine festivals. And yeah. I think there is so much that local councils do that whatever council people live in, it's actually really worth finding out what your council has on offer. Mm. Um, whether it's things that are open all the time, like your libraries, or whether it's those special events. Um, you know, we have a lot of cultural and arts programming in our art centres. And one of the things I love about our art centres is that um, the we, we particularly give priority to voices that might not otherwise be heard in the arts. And so, you know, whether that's um, people from First Nations communities or from queer communities, um, you know, we curate arts shows that enable marginalised voices to be elevated and to, to have access to these great facilities. Well, that's all sounds amazing and I certainly believe that Durban Council is also um, eco-friendly and very sustainable <laughs> with your, fes- your, your festivals all that too? Yes. Yeah, we um, we have a community that cares very deeply about the environment and I'm really proud that in 2016 um, when the new council was elected following the local government elections we became the first council in the world to declare a, a state of climate emergency And then we went on to develop a climate emergency plan. Um, And one of the things we know is that, um, you know, communities with less access to resources and communities that face discrimination are often going to be the hardest hit by um, the climate emergency. And it's so important that we do more, um, both to try and influence better state and federal government decisions, but also to mitigate the impacts and ensure that... um, everybody has you know opportunities to live well in their community so one of the big programs we run is called solar savers which enables people um, who live in the community to get solar panels on their roof at no upfront cost and um, the cost of those solar panels is paid back over a decade 
through a, an increase in the rates. So you sort of only pay as you save on electricity bills. And I think that's a, we've, we've prioritised that program towards people on lower incomes. And I think it's a, an amazing example of how, you know, the sort of social justice dimensions of our work intersect with our desire to see better environmental outcomes as well. Wow. Sounds amazing. I, I really have to bring these ideas to you your pre-main council myself. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Thank you for your time. You're listening to Trans POV on Joy 94.9. So please check out um, Reservoir Leisure Centre website or the Devon Council website for details of the um, of the swimming and fitness um, program. Is that right? Yes, please do. Absolutely. Um, Reservoir Leisure Centre and there'll be yoga classes and a respite class and cardio equipment, pools, um, spa, everything. And we'd love to see lots of people there. All right. Thank you again, Susan. Thank you for your work and thank you for your time. It's been uh, a pleasure, Anastasia. Thank you. I look forward to have you back on the show talking about other projects coming up. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, as always, you know, if you do want to reach out to us during the week, you can. Um, We're always looking for new ideas and new stories that anyone might actually want to share with us. It's always about a bit of positivity. Um, You can reach us at uh, transpov at uh, joy.org.au. You can get us also on Instagram, uh, transpov. Uh, You can get us on Facebook. We have to Instagram now. We do. I'm, I'm working on it. I mean, you know, this it's it's a work in progress. Yeah, I never knew. Honey, I got to look. I, and, and the thing is, I probably need to find somebody who can actually do the social media. I think we got a new producer coming on. Yes. And so they'll probably help us with a bit of that because, you know, between doing drive show, the advocacy work, doing this show as well, it's, it's a bit hard to get all in there to show all of our pretty faces so but you can also follow along with us as well on on stuff you like mine's uh uh mish shepherd and yours is rainbow in the ashes yeah <laughs> on instagram really yeah and uh you can also check out the notes section on uh, on trans movie kitchen on facebook page quite amazing so we do appreciate you following along and and staying in touch with us but again you do want to reach out uh feel free at any time Uh, thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon thanks for listening to a joycast from joy 94.9 Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.